Hello, I'm Jason Stroden from the Orthodontic and Dentistry Digital Marketing Agency, Brain Bites Creative. Welcome to the Get It Straight podcast, where we examine the hottest topics in orthodontics and dentistry. I'm joined by my co-host, Judd Johns, CEO of ODO, the on-demand orthodontist. Judd, how are you today? Good, Jay. Thank you. Uh, today, our episode is titled... Today, our episode is titled The Wide Lens of the Orthodentist Patient Relationship Inside of the ODO or the On Demand Orthodontist Process. I think you guys will find this one fascinating as we have Dr. John Warford, Clinical Director of ODO, and ODO uh, Dr. Nomi Mujahid, Treating Dentist and ODO Partner, and Paul Slope, the patient of care of Dr. Nomi in the house today. Our first guest and somewhat regular is Dr. John Warford, who has a private orthodontic practice in Bismarck. Uh, Dr. John earned his undergraduate degree from the University of Minnesota in Minneapolis and completed his residency in orthodontics at the University of Missouri in Kansas City. He has been treating patient at his private practice in Bismarck, North Dakota for 16 years and has transformed over 10,000 smiles in that time. He is a paid consultant and thought leader for Ormco Orthodontics and Dental Monitoring. Dr. Nomi Mujahid is practicing dentist in Jacksonville, Florida, and owner of 3D Smile Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Nomi is a graduate of LeeCom School of Dental Medicine and holds a bachelor's in microbiology from the University of Florida. He has one of the most technologically advanced dental offices in Jacksonville, Florida, utilizing the latest CAD-CAM technology, 3D imaging, and state-of-the-art infection control systems, as well as full digital integration. He is a graduate of the California Implant Institute, which earned him a fellowship from the International Congress of Oral Implantologists. He serves as a local mentor and trainer of CREC, CAD, CAM technology throughout Jacksonville, Florida. Man, you have done a lot. I'm, and, I'm, I'm not worthy to be oh here. Oh, my God. I mean, and teaches, <laughs> hold on. It keeps going. And teaches fellow dentists how to utilize technology to design and produce complete restoration, surgical guides and applications for prosthetics, implantology, and orthodontics. Wow. Holy cow, Dr. Nomi. That is impressive. We, I have so much to talk just about that, but we'll get back to that because we got to get to our patient who is uh, our dear friend, Paul Slope, is a brilliant mind and most recently, recently as an executive at GE and lean manufacturing and former the VP of operations at the large orthodontic and dental man at a large orthodontic and dental manufacturing company. Gentlemen, welcome. Holy cow, you are all so accomplished. That was a lot for me. <laughs> How are you, you guys need doing? To change your shirt, Jay. Why would I change my shirt? Because you're sweating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I am slow on the take. Well, so let's let's just jump right in, right? Let's Judd set this up for me. You guys own a business called On Demand Orthodontist. What do you do and what are we here to learn? Yeah, so um, first of all, let me just say how incredibly hard it is to schedule every single person that's on this call. My God, you've got two world-class doctors, you've got an executive at a Ford and company, and then you've got entrepreneurial guru in you. And then, you know, me, I'm just like wide open apparently. I thought Azrael was the hard one that we were working around. Who Who's Azrael? Azrael. Oh, <laughs> and you missed Azriel oh, yeah. Slope, who is also a patient of, of record here with Dr. Nomi, and she's she's got a few things to say today. So, um, so ODO is an assisted 
a concierge assisted orthodontic platform where um, uh, Dr. John Morford, my partner who's on the call, supports uh, progressive dentists like Dr. Nomi to manage most case indications and treat patients in four appointments or less. And, and, and the way that goes is through support with diagnostics, treatment planning, uh, case management, remote monitoring, um, and all the in-between of, of cases. And so the, the idea here is to support Dr. Nomi and, and, and folks like him to be able to, you know, uh, to look after their patients in ways in which they would want to. And we're very fortunate today because it's an unusual thing to have all of the members in, in a value stream all together. And having Dr. Warford, who has been working very closely with Dr. Nomi, having Dr. Nomi, who's all in his own right, a world-class dentist, and then having Paul and, and, and Asriel all together to describe what it's like in this experience with ODO and in treatment with clear aligners. Well, where do you start with something like that? So what is the very first step that goes on in the process? Where do we start? So what I would propose in this meeting is, is, is we discuss, maybe we'll go straight to Dr. Nomi and, and you know, just learn a little bit about him and how he thinks about dentistry and why he, 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 he sort of looked at this as an option for his practice. So I'm, I'm Dr. Nomi and um, I just had this vision about two years ago and I just saw some really cool stuff where um, the dentist was wearing a VR headset and manipulating images um, in virtual space, right? And something triggered in my mind that, wow, this is the future, right? And it got me really, really excited. And the more I went down that rabbit hole, I'm like, holy cow, a lot of this stuff is already happening and it's set up perfectly for some amazing stuff, the way I want to practice dentistry, the way it excites me, right? And one of my biggest passions is cosmetic dentistry. I've taken a lot of courses. Uh, I'm currently teaching it. Um, I'm, I'm developing a lot of workflows where we are able to do facially driven smile design. So every smile, everything starts from a photo. You have to have a very good smiling photo. Without it, there's nothing. We have to start with an end in mind. And that was my whole philosophy. And that's why me and uh, Dr. Warford John, we connected on, on such a deep level. Um, because that's, that's the holy grail of everything. To be able to take a, a patient's picture and their 3D scan of their mouth and the 3D x-ray is what I call it, but in technical terms, it's CBCT, bring it all together and form a virtual patient on our computers, right? And do a facially driven smile design, whether you're trying to achieve something orthodontically or cosmetically, we are objectively looking at that patient and coming to a conclusion, okay, what does this patient needs? What are their requirements are, right? And then having the ability of the latest 3D printing technology to be able to do a prototype of their future smile, design that on their CAD CAM software, and then physically deliver that, and I call it a test drive, into someone's a patient's mouth, it's huge. It's life-changing. Just to be able to have them physically see themselves in that space of what they're going to look like automatically their facial features, their muscles change and they're smiling differently already as compared to what they were smiling consciously in their pre-op photos. And then there's this emotional, something hits them emotionally and there's this emotional uh, recognition, wow, this is possible, 
it's something is not hopeless about this. So that is what excites me is to, it's like, for me, it's like a really life-changing thing and it motivates me quite a bit to be able to give that solution to somebody. So, so, so I, I, I went down, I, I went down that road and then there was, I, I was struggling. I was having a limitation because not, it's not a, uh, uh, a, a workflow where every patient is the same, right? Every patient is unique. They have a unique story, but the, the, the problem that I was having is that, well, I, sometimes you cannot achieve the results without moving teeth in their ideal situation. That could be for aesthetic reasons. That could be for functional reasons, right? We're not in the business of, okay, well, you know what? We're just going to basically um, uh, give, do a small makeover um, depending on where things are right now. And then that's going to, that, that's going to be it. That's not, we, we, we want to have the best cosmetic results possible. And so how do we achieve that in a quick manner? These patients are looking for uh, the time is very important to them. Uh, people have very busy lifestyles and stuff. And it was key to have a solution like audio and on-demand dentist and to almost have an orthodontist on my team, but not physically to be able to provide that solution where I can call someone anytime, be like, hey, listen, I have this patient. This is my smile design. This is what I'm thinking. What can we achieve? And boom, I have an answer on time. They're using the latest technology and we're gonna go in more detail. Um, I let uh, Dr. John talk about that. It's really, really cool stuff, but just to be able to have a predictable outcome on the design and be able to move teeth in a very fast manner and then finish them up whether with uh, veneers if needed, or you know what, maybe they don't need veneers. They just needed a beautiful smile, but we did it the right way in an untimely manner. How, right? how, did, how did you get introduced to Odeo? Uh, so, um, a really good uh, friend of mine, Tim, um, he is really good friends with Judd. And then, so he, uh, Tim knows that, you know, I'm trying to always uh, take new courses and stay on top of digital dentistry. And then he basically connected us, be like, okay, this is going to be a great match. You need to, you guys need to meet each other because you guys are talking some stuff that doesn't make sense to, you know, the, the, the normal public at the moment. And then when we met, it's just, kind of went off, went off from there. Then we, uh, I met Dr. John and it was just amazing. It, it looks like your focus is really first taking care of the patient and giving them exactly what they want and giving Absolutely. them a better smile. But I'm just curious, like when you learned about kind of the financial benefits of it, did that just make it more enticing? Because there are benefits to, you know, adding this to your roster. Absolutely. So, um, Number one is patient experience, right? Everything is centered around that, right? So how do we make things simpler and better for them? Then that is your value proposition. Then you discuss it with them. And then when they see, okay, what's possible, then of course, it's a, from business perspective, it's an amazing thing to be able to have this option available for your patients and then be able to say, you know what, I have a world-class orthodontist on my team and these are the things that we can achieve and your, your revenue is going up. Uh, people are actually willing to pay extra for the technology and the faster speed, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we're, we're, we're really... Um, we're really showing like what's possible in a very short period of time. Um, and that's what it, uh, it's, it's, it's a great tool to have in your, in your, in your pocket. Yeah. Dr. John, how, so, you know, you're kind of the brains behind how all this works. You're one of the foremost aligner specialists in the world. How the heck did you figure out and come up with this plan to get teeth to move so quickly and make it stick? 
Okay, well, when we're talking about moving teeth quickly, that's a little bit of a misnomer because teeth are only going to move as fast as they're going to move. And uh, for many years, people thought that uh, heavy forces on teeth would make them move faster. That's not exactly the case. So moving teeth quickly means not necessarily moving the teeth fast, but uh, achieving the end result in an efficient manner might be a better way to say it. And after you've done something thousands of times and you realize that, the, that especially with aligners, the, uh, program the programming the aligners in a certain way to make things go more efficiently instead of getting bound up, um, that's where the speed comes from. Then the efficiency comes from uh, proper planning that comes from experience, of course, um, proper planning so that the treatment is designed and it's fully customized, uh, as Nomi was alluding to earlier, it's all customized for that patient. And it's uh, there's no uh, prescription uh, or a certain uh, shape of a bracket, like with braces or uh, that it has to interface with the shape of a patient's tooth. Everything's fully customizable. Therefore, it comes down to how the treatment's designed and how you plan to have things go. And the more that can be predicted in the beginning, the more efficient the treatment's going to be. And ultimately, your treatment time is going to be uh, faster as well. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, Paul, tell me about your, your journey. How did you end up here? And you take a big trek to get to Dr. Nomi. <laughs> Yeah, so great point. In this case, you know, I, I went with a, a dentist who was a little further away because the solution matched some of my um, real important things to me. And so a couple of things. One, um, you know, I've probably wanted braces since I was a kid. Uh, it just happened to be the right timing where my daughter was getting ready to go into braces. And I said, hey, you know, from an experience standpoint, let's go through this process together. And then the second thing was, there's a couple of things where I have a, some pretty high demands on myself. One is around time and making sure, um, you know, I'm using that effectively. And the other one is around, you know, I had high expectations as far as quality. And what I got out of this process was I got the best of both worlds where I could get two world-class experts in their own arenas, but working together on a workflow that worked efficiently. I think all of us has have that experience where they have a complicated solution that they're trying to solve across multiple medical professionals. And it always feels like the information is disconnected yeah. and you can't really treat the situation holistically. Here, I was able to get the kind of the best of both worlds where I could get that orthodontic part of the solution as well as the aesthetic part of the conversation as well. And so for me, that's why I ended up being a better solution and I was willing to take a longer drive to get that experience out of it. Uh, if I can interrupt Jay uh, real quick, you know, cause uh, Paul brought up the best of both worlds because that's what this is really all about. And the, the real magic behind things is the, uh, you know, and, and no me to agree certainly because you know, our communication is so direct and it's so um, it's so easy and straightforward that um, I mean, literally, the patients are getting the 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 best of the orthodontics. But when you have when you have an accomplished dentist, uh, literally on the team right there in a, in a closer relationship than you ever have with any other sort of typical dentist referral sort of situation. Um, you know, the, the level of communication and how thorough things are, it's really unprecedented. And so it's, um, it, when uh, Paul says the best of both worlds, I've been known to say that before about this as well. I mean, that, that truly is exactly what it means. Um, now, 
Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and, and, and so from my perspective, I, I want to mention um, co the convenience, right? So one of the reasons I think this is quite amazing is the amount of visits that it eliminates coming to a orthodontist or a dentist office is huge. That is more convenient for the patients because now we're using technologies like dental monitoring, right? Mm -hmm. And orthopulse, and those are great technologies. And um, uh, 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 Dr. Warford, you can talk more on, on that, that you not only are you eliminating treatment times, you're able to catch if something is not going right at the uh, at the comfort of your home and, the, and and then you can just basically have that communication if the patient needs to go in or doesn't need to go in or adjust something and i think that's quite amazing that's in my world that's convenient for me because it's saving me chair time i can focus on the things that i need to focus on but i also know that i have the same standard of care that i'm providing for my patients that's very important to me because i have this whole professional orthodontic team behind me Right. And, and, and they, they'll catch things even before I catch them. And then now there's a good communication going on. And, uh, you know, if the patient needs to come in for an adjustment or the case is not tracking well, I can go in and take care of that. But we're not catching it like two or three trays down the road. And, and the last thing I just want to kind of mention was that really, really appealed to me. That was really important. And the way I, I communicate with my patients, nobody these days are wanting brackets and wires. And this is a very important point. One of the main things that really, really caught my attention and made me a believer in this, and I was kind of skeptic about this at first, was John's ability to use attachments and bands in, in an aligner type of situation with aligners, which is really important to patients at this point, and then achieve the same results, if not better, as compared to brackets and wires. And that that is huge. Yeah, I agree. Before, before we go to John to talk about uh, dental monitoring and some of the other things. I want to go to Azrael and, and ask, you know, you were, you, you were younger generation. They were saying that, you know, nobody's doing brackets and wires. Would you ever get brackets and wires? If that, if, if braces were going to be brackets and wires, would you ever wear them? No, I, don't. <laughs> I prefer this. It's much easier. <laughs> How has the process been for you? Well, I'm going slower than my dad, so it's easy, and I'm passing him now, so instead he wins the race. <laughs> oh, that so you're going faster. So that goes to maybe Dr. Warford's point that sometimes rushing it isn't all isn't going to make that much of a difference. And it doesn't. We have proof now. Well, with, so Dr. Warford, on that, talk about how you monitor that to see who's going faster and slower and how that all connects together through dental monitoring and other technologies. Well, we're, you know, being a father myself, having four daughters, we're going to make sure that uh, Paul is faster and gets done sooner than Azrael. I guarantee that. But, um, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on the dad side here. Um, but uh, dental monitoring is a, is a real cool technology, and uh, we've been using it now for uh, about three years. It's a newer technology, but it's all about, it kind of started with the, the concept of the, pro the number one problem with aligners is the fact that if you don't wear them, they're guaranteed to fail. So that's the 
one benefit to braces is that uh, you asked Azrael if she's going to wear them or not. Well, they glued on your teeth, so they're on there. Uh, it's not necessarily a, you know, a choice whether or not you're going to want to wear them. But uh, so if you don't wear your aligners, they're guaranteed to fail. Um, and so dental monitoring brings this miracle of accountability that when you know something is going to be checking up on you every week or, or more often in Paul's case, as opposed to I'm going to see my dentist or orthodontist in three months, it, uh, it keeps the accountability factor much more real time. And that's one of the ways that we can keep the efficiency so high for these patients is they get, they keep the train on the tracks, if you will, um, you know, much, much uh, more so than it used to be in the past, where, as Nomi mentioned as well, you see some patient in three months and in three months you find out, oh man, this isn't working very well. Now we got to kind of restart as opposed to finding out uh, within days uh, if something is not going according to plan and then uh, being able to figure out what, what are we going to do to um, make this work better and the communication with the patient, which is, hey, the aligner is not fitting on this tooth quite properly. Um, this is what we need you to watch and look look at. This is a way that the patient is much more involved in keeping things going because they kind of have the they've they've got that different partnership with the orthodontic team that has never been there in the past. So. That's the yeah. neat thing about dental monitoring is it, it brings accountability, but then it also allows us to monitor other things to make sure things are going according to plan. And uh, it's uh, so you, uh, again, the kind of the phrase I use is it's like keeping the train on the tracks. You get to the, your destination uh, much more efficiently and in many cases more rapidly than you do uh, with uh, other ways of doing it, either aligners without monitoring uh, and or with brackets and wires. Yeah, that. Paul, you used to work in, in um, dental. What is your take on this whole configuration? Yeah, so I think like most industries, um, you know, technology is rapidly changing things that allows you to think about workflows differently. And so it was something where we were watching the horizon for how the industry was shaping up. And we, we had seen that in particular, you know, digital scanning and aligners have really matured and become kind of the standard of care in the industry. And so what is interesting now is you're, you're able to look at things differently and use some of these new technologies to build different workflows and create a different experience for them. And so, you know, certainly a few years ago, this I don't think would have been possible, but you know, the things have really come of age now. And then I think in many ways, of course, the pandemic has really accelerated some of the momentum of some of these trends and really helping doctors solve problems in different ways than they were able to before. And certainly for me, um, the number of trips that would have been required to an office in, in prior, prior approaches would probably wouldn't have been acceptable. I probably wouldn't have gone into treatment otherwise. And so for me, that was a key thing. But at the same time, combining that with the dental monitoring aspect of this allowed me to see in, in this case, you know, hey, if a tooth is slightly off track, that's something that's not nearly as easy to see with, a, with braces because you can't necessarily tell as quickly with the aligners, I can see the gap in the space is very, you know, that it's not fitting as well as it used to. And then rather than waiting a longer period of time to, to have that discussion, we can get, uh, in this case, the orthodontist back involved to help talk about 
how to correct it and get it back on course. Paul, you're still in treatment now along with Asriel. When did you guys start? So I think it was um, early November. So. Okay. okay. And so um, we have patients that would watch this podcast. How would you describe the logistics of what it's like to be in this as a patient? The communication, what do you see, the device itself? What's that been like? Yeah, so I think it's, you know, with everything, when you're going through a new experience, um, you start out a little bit clumsy trying to figure out, let's say, you know, how does this thing work? You know, um, simple things like how do I get the elastics on the aligners and, you know, what tools are actually working and not working to help you out with those processes. Um, what I found was I had very easy access to ask a question if, you know, if I was having trouble, it's like, hey, is this normal trouble or is this not normal? And then and then get a quick response. And so a couple of things, you know, certainly like the technique for getting on the elastics that took me, you know, a day or two to figure that out. Um, but then once once we got that working, it was much better. And then um, when in this particular case, I had one tooth that started to get off track. I wasn't sure if that was a big problem or a little problem. And so it just sent a quick message to the dental monitoring app and was able to get a response right away. Hey, let's hold you back on this aligner for it and then evaluate, see if the tooth moves into alignment. As soon as we were able to discover it wasn't, go ahead and schedule for the refinement. And that's exactly what we're doing today. We're actually, uh, you know, Paul is here and we're um, making some adjustments but we were able to um, catch it. Um, John made me aware of it. And then um, he was here in a timely manner so that we can kind of make that refinement and he can be back on track. So for patients listening in, what is normal in a, an aligner situation? And this is why due diligence is required as a patient is you might be scheduled six, eight, 10, 12 weeks out from your dentist or orthodontist for your next aligner appointment. <clears throat> and when you come in at that time, if something has gone off track, depending on whenever it went off track, there's gonna be a lag in your treatment between that time and your appointment. And then a refinement scan needs to happen. And then the trays come in and then there's a new fitting here. So in this case, it sounds like there's a refinement happening. John and, and know me together, caught it straight away. And you drove two out, two and a half hours from Melbourne to uh, to Jacksonville, but it's all good because you're going to the beach later. So am I, am I paraphrasing that correctly? And <laughs> you get to see Nomi. Yeah, yeah we're, we're right up here by St. Augustine, so we can make something of the uh, of the trip. So cool, cool, incredible. Um, so John, um, any findings or discoveries that you guys have seen through this kind of these runs? Well, I, I think that it's, uh, and the team can, you know, they can attest to this as well, that it's, it's always different when you're teaching somebody else how to be you in, in many ways. And so when we're, uh, when we have, 
um, you know, our virtual assistant that uh, has done it in real life for so many years. And when we take this and we're bringing somebody in and teaching a dental team, you know, a whole new workflow, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very, uh, it's very satisfying and fulfilling, but it's a, it's a challenge. And then, you know, taking uh, and trying to figure out ways to smooth things over, make it go as easy for the onboarding process as we possibly can. I think that's been one big, uh, you know, that we've been working on, you know, very strongly for at least the last six to nine months is how do we make this go as smoothly as possible for the partner dentist, because the smoother it is for them, the smoother it is for the, the, the dental team. And then also as smooth as it, it'll be smoother than for the patient and patient is always kind of the, 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 the guiding light, if you will, that's what we're always trying to do is do what, what we can to make things go the best possible for the patient. And that's, um, it's been it's been a lot of fun to to uh, to see this vision uh, come to reality now, and uh, you know over the last year or so, and uh, and being able to uh, provide this treatment that I about two years ago I had the idea, hey, I bet we could do this, and now we certainly are doing it. Yeah, it's very cool. Go what ahead, I like about and just the last comment here. What I like about you know we've got Dr. Nomi on. One of the big discoveries for me is like the power of cosmetic dentistry with orthodontics. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm not sure I really saw that at all. I mean, I, my, my former life is 11 years in ortho. And what's cool is, and it, like, like Dr. Nomi said, a patient can go left or right. It's like choose your own adventure when you're in his office, right? It's like, do I just want to just get a banger ortho finish and, you know, go through that or do I want to accelerate this thing and, and, and try something else with cosmetic and he can set up veneers and then you know seeing Dr. John work with Dr. Nomi help tee that up and so the, and then Nomi just brings it home with his own beautiful smile design and veneers that's been something that like I never considered or thought possible before and so, and, and Nomi, credit to you, you had the vision around what that might look like. John and I didn't see that, you know, coming into this relationship. So, you know, I, I'd be, have, have you always considered kind of going that way or did, did you have that breakthrough when you started working with us? Being able to move teeth um, with a facially driven smile design in mind was, was a big challenge that this solved. But it was there. I knew it needed to happen because sometimes you cannot achieve the results otherwise. And sometimes, and, and I want you to chime in on this, um, John, is let's say we're not finishing the case up with veneers. Recently, I'm getting some situations. Maybe perhaps you have the, so in cosmetic terms, we start with the front two teeth and we look at the facial features and we're deciding the golden proportions the width to height ratio of the centrals that dictates everything, right? So we're taking that into account. Sometimes patients are coming in, they're not exactly sure. They have heard about veneers and sometimes they don't realize that, well, actually, you know what? Hold on a second. Maybe we don't need to do veneers. Maybe we don't need to shave your teeth down, right? Or maybe if we do, maybe now we can shave them very guided and minimalistically because we were able to make some teeth movements to set up the teeth in such a way that it can be very minimally invasive if you had to go that route. 
So some of the conversations I've had with some of my patients is like, you know what, let's start. We, we know that we need to do some ortho treatment. We need to move some of your teeth to get them into ideal position and see what it looks like. And when you do the smile design and, and run your, uh, your, your, your modalities and, 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 and your animations and stuff, and you find out that, well, if you, if you did that, you're finding that you don't need veneers at that point because they had the right proportions at that point, And now the patients are actually okay. Well, yeah, and it, it, you know, to go off of that a little bit, it, it all is—it's all patient-driven at the end. Um, you know, the patient—they're uh, the one that makes the decisions. But you know, as Nomi said, pre-restorative orthodontics can—it opens up a whole new realm for the dentist, uh, the cosmetic dentist, especially uh, because it allows them to say, okay. Golden proportion is critically important, um, but in order to uh, in order to make this tooth as wide as I need to make it, for example, you may need to create space between the teeth. That's what orthodontics. That's where orthodontics comes in. Um, in order to grind on a tooth less, if you will, for a crown or a veneer, we need to have the tooth moved into a more ideal position. And so, for many patients, just having their teeth straightened and sometimes with a little bit of buffing and recontouring, that's all that's necessary. Sometimes they uh, they may need a little bit of bonding or uh, you know shape enhancement, but for others. Um, in order to really get the, the most optimum result. And again, this is, if this is what they're desiring, you know, orthodontics plus then cosmetic enhancement, if you will, um, is, is really the way to go. And when you partner, uh, you know, quality cosmetic dentistry with the tool of having orthodontics there to help you get set up, if you will, uh, for the final result, it um, it, it really, uh, is a, a very important tool um, and one that uh, we find that dentists are very happy to have. Um, and, and, and not to mention the sleep apnea solution. The, the power of orthodontic movements to open up the archway for the patient's tongue to rest better so they can breathe better. I mean, that's also huge. So it's, it, it's very interdisciplinary and connected. Absolutely. Judd, we're going to go to your favorite time of the show, and that is our Reddit comments. So, Judd, I'm going to let you take it away. So, team, <clears throat> John, you've seen this before, but we always find some really interesting comments, oftentimes by the patient. And part of what this podcast is is narrowing the delta as much as we can between what's really going on in dentistry and orthodontics between perception from the patient. And here we have a very interesting comment or question from a patient that says, am I being forced into Invisalign by my dentist? I have some crowding of my teeth and I'm looking to get some orthodontics. Wondering if my dentist is pushing Invisalign because the person doing it works in the same office. I'm reading and hearing mixed things on Invisalign versus traditional. I want the procedure finished as soon as possible for as little money as possible. Sound familiar, Jay? <laughs> um, I'm not covered 100%. Sound familiar, Jay? Um, and also not have to wear a plastic retainer at night for years after, ideally having the metal wire retainer. Should I book an appointment with a different ortho? I'll try to share photos of my smile. Let me continue on down here. Um, Somebody weighs in and says you you can't be forced one way or the other. If you want traditional braces, go with it. Is your dentist is it a dentist or an orthodontist? If not, go for a consult with an orthodontist. See what they have to say as far as retainers go. It does not matter if you get Invisalign or braces. You'll still have to wear plastic retainers for years after. Um, while you may not have a permanent retainer, it only covers a few teeth in the front. And then um, 
scroll down, you know, it's, it, it talks a little bit about the, the dichotomy of the situation. So there's a few things happening here uh, with this question. Um, you know, one is this, this aspect of it, should it be this person or that person in treatment? The other is clearly a perception of quality as it relates to the device itself, treating the patient. I'll actually go to Paul first on this one. I would love your take on this question comment, you being a patient, you having worked in dental ortho, you having gone through the trade-off decisions of brackets and wires, and your perception of, you know, and this is, this is something we talk about a lot on the show, which is you can go to an orthodontist and that orthodontist can say, it's gotta be brackets and wires and we're gonna have it in the can in XYZ time and it's gonna be a beautiful finish. And it, but is that what really is going on, right? And, and how do you think about that from a patient perspective? Yeah, so as far as aligners versus brackets and wires, uh, and as far as quality goes, I think for my, my opinion was there was somewhat of a clearer answer for that a few years ago. Um, and that's, I think, some of the high-end bracket systems provided incredibly beautiful, high-quality smiles and arches. And I probably would have defaulted to that solution. I think fast forward to today, I think the techniques with aligners and, you know, and the orthodontist having enough experience now working with that new modality, I think you have much better choice in the matter. Um, and so I think that that was a piece of the puzzle. And so then now it comes down to my personal preference. And, you know, in that case, I do have very high quality standards. And so if I thought I was going to compromise and I thought the bracket system would have provided a better one, I would have went with that solution. But in this case, I thought I could get the quality expectation that I wanted um, with the aligner treatment. And it gave me much better flexibility from a lifestyle standpoint. And in particular, um, around the number of visits required. And if something went wrong, uh, you know, the ability to kind of get it back on track with the aligner seems like an easier way to process. The other piece of the equation in the question was this aspect of the dentist versus the orthodontist. And you'll see in Reddit and other threads you've got, I mean, it's all anonymous avatars, right? You know, Joe Bob Houston 24, which is the beauty of Reddit. And I love the, I love the site. I think it's very authentic. Um, but there's always sort of a peanut gallery given recommendations in certain subreddits. You've got people, patients asking patients, is my treatment plan good? <laughs> okay, so it's happening, right? Um, so, so with anchoring sort of on that, Nomi, we, you know, that there is a, a question about like, you know, dentist versus orthodontist, which is sort of mutually exclusive with the conversation we had earlier in this discussion. You know, if, if a patient comes into your office and they raise their hand and they say, what's the difference between the two? How should I think about that? In context of, of this, this, this podcast and, and ODO, how might you think about answering that? So I think um, that's, that's not like a set thing. There are no guarantees that if you went to an orthodontist for your orthodontic needs as compared to a general dentist, 
um, that you somehow magically are getting a better outcome, better treatment, better experience right um within within the orthodontist community you're going to find different experiences and different uh ethics mentalities within those orthodontists um to basically really determine so how do you know that right as and and at the same time you have you have general dentists or cosmetic dentists that are doing aligner cases they have enough experience they have figured things out they wanted to do the things the right way and they're doing a better job than an orthodontist would right so I, I think i think there is no validity to that notion at the end of the day yes you have to go do your consultation meet your needs and stuff um, uh, according to what you're looking for and then really make that decision uh on your own and not it's, it's, it's not like a generalized thing that okay you know this is the this is the rule um the, what's different in in our situation uh why we're liking this sort of setup concept is that you have the best of both worlds coming together right so um i have a need to have a solution for my patients that requires movement of teeth and orthodontic treatment i uh i am more well versed in and confident in doing cosmetic dentistry right and but but uh, in, instead of shying away from it i chose to partner um with uh with with the doctor with the orthodontist with the team that is providing that and, and and meeting the needs on that end for me right so i think that's the best of both worlds and i think it needs to be interdisciplinary i think the future the right way of doing things is to have all sort of parties involved in someone's treatment and giving them all the options and then it's the patient's choice being very well educated on what decision they want to make moving forward I might weigh in there a little bit as well, Judd, you know, from the patient experience standpoint, I can tell you that trust is a big issue um, and experience matters. And so, you know, when I looked for solutions, I really, you know, to, to Nomi's point, there's, there's newer orthodontists who maybe don't have as much experience. And then there's orthodontists who have years and years of experience. If I thought back to the beginning of this, you know, podcast, at the amount of background that Nomi had in his domain and John Warford had in his domain, I couldn't imagine trying to fit both of those worlds in one headspace. And so each one of them, you know, and when you're practicing something, you want to be practicing it daily. And so both of these are professionals practicing their art daily. And so Keeping that in mind, I think that was a big sell point for me to allow them both to maintain their expertise in their domains, not be intermittently practicing one or the other, but then have a workflow that allowed them to collaborate very effectively as professionals. Yeah, the, the, uh, real quick, the uh, you guys have it all, Paul and Nomi have it all uh, mostly said for me, but the reality here is that, uh, especially with the liner orthodontics, the, um, the, the orthodontic work is done on a computer and it can be done remotely with the technology. And so Nomi is doing procedures that for him are extraordinarily simple because he does much more complicated things every day in his office than what's required from, the, from an orthodontic perspective. And then as Paul is alluding to, I'm just doing what I do um, every single day, whether it's a patient in my, in my private practice or in someone else's private practice. We're consulting and saying, here's what I would do, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Dentist and, uh, and 
And it's, it's so normal for us. So yet again, I'll say it again, you're getting the best of both worlds and you're getting two eyes, two sets of eyes on the, the situation actually more because we got more than just me looking at it on the ODO side. And, um, it's really a, it's really a tremendous uh, benefit for everyone involved, whether it's the, the dentist or the patient, really. On-demand orthodontist definitely is something that combines the best of both worlds. If you're interested, if you're a dental clinician and you are interested in learning more about on-demand orthodontists, simply go to ondemandorthodontist.com or shoot uh, Judd and Dr. Warford an email at info at ondemandorthodontist.com. I want to thank Dr. John Warford for being on the show, warfordorthodontics.com. And I want to talk, thank Dr. Nomi Majahid, uh, 3dsmile.com. Check it out. He's got an amazing practice over there doing a lot of cool stuff. And your website is phenomenal, doctor. So uh, it's- Follow me great. on Instagram also. Yes. What's your, what's your handle? At Dr. Nomi. At Dr. Nomi. D-R-N-O-M-I. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, if you have an orthodontist or dental practice that needs orthodontic marketing, please get in touch with Brain Bites Creative. You can find us online at brainbitescreative.com. Uh, on behalf of Judd and the On Demand Orthodontist and the whole Get It Straight podcast team, I'm Jason Sroden, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>